Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, revolutionary hoodoo noir and still secret recipes broadcast this Wednesday, Come on in. Come on in. My Thank you. 
more than happy to unmute your mic and conversation. I also welcome you to follow the invite link scrolling at the bottom of the page. This will allow you to also utilize your camera and your video equipment and audio equipment and bring you in live here on virtual audience, if you will. There are so many things that are on my mind, all sort of racing and competing for uh, priority to talk about, for me to discuss. Um, as you all know, I always start by acknowledging weather and, and acknowledging the powers that stand up in the day. And indeed, we are in a season of warriorism, of revolution, of foundation building, of recreating the very reality that we've all shared and, and co-shared of this present moment in time space. And indeed, it is we create a reality that's formed, that's more in our life, more in our image, if you will, more within our range of understanding. And I beg of you, I plead of you all who end up in a religious-based systems of Africa, who stand up in the traditional African-based spiritual practices of, of our people through the Atlantic diaspora, through the trans uh, diaspora, I beg of you now to show that which you believe, which you understand, which you are committed to, Gracian. We have many who are standing up today. Unlike never before, uh, it would be very hard to say that this is a trend. It would be very hard to say that this is just popular today. It would be very hard to say that this is just in fashion for the moment, this crossroads in which we all stand in right now. With just one more death, and indeed there have been other deaths just in the last 24 hours, just in the last three days, there have been more deaths at the hands of police. There have been more deaths at the hands of racist white supremacy. There have been more deaths at the hands of silence and at the hands of ignorance. So if there's any time to stand in who you are, if there's any time to stand up and what you believe, that time, that moment, is right now. I'm forever grateful, forever grateful for those within my house, within my reach, within my community, who are fervently addressing the real root of the problem, the real root of the cancer, the real root that continues to plague us and haunt us and, and, and follow us from generation without acknowledging your ancestors, without acknowledging those who came before, I hear this is all just with service. Yet once again, once we return to not peace but silence, things will return to as they've always been before. And I, for one, be clear, don't believe that this is one of time. I, for one, don't believe that this is a time where we're going to be able to reverse the clock. Uh, there will be a new normal. There indeed will be a new way of being and existing uh, in the world. This is not an American problem. I've, I've been saying that for years. The tunnel vision, black supremacy and racism and slavery and American enslavement somehow give a pass to Arab enslavement, somehow give a, a pass to 
the other form of white supremacy, yes, even religion and spirituality that show up in us and around us each and every day that we don't exercise, that we don't eliminate. And the one arena where we indeed can see those still clutching on to white supremacy, those still clutching on to racism and colorism and prejudice and bias is indeed in spirituality and religion. Just look at who's representing us and just look at what is being represented for us. For us, as long as we're willing to stay in the range of foolishness and entertainment and buffoonery and coonery and, and, and comedy, that's okay. But the minute we stand up in something that's reality based, living life on long terms, it's like that we often have to, not just in the present season, remember now. There's been more murders just in the last three days. There's been more murders since we've been protesting. This has to continue if there's going to be some kind of change. This has to move forward if there's going to be some sort of transformation. This has to be something that's done in front of the camera, but also behind the camera. This has to be something that is done when you're being watched, but when you know you're not being watched. It has to be that happens at the foundational level. This has to happen at the foundation. And on a day in the Richard calendar, for all of my students in the audience, that we acknowledge foundation building, that we acknowledge iron, that we acknowledge the mineral kingdom, that we acknowledge those elements that create physicality, the mobility which we operate in and bring the virtue into in every day. Until we acknowledge the healing and the show work there, it'll be more business as usual. And as I often do, I'm a consummate people watcher. Um, I'm, I'm very good at, at taking debate. I'm, I'm very good at not being reactionary and emotional. I'm very good at sitting back and watching people demonstrate their your red, your blue, your purple, your green. I'm very good at sitting back and watching people and allowing people space to reveal themselves. Um, a, a part of the problem in communication is we don't allow people to reveal themselves. We don't allow people to stand in their truth. The minute they stand in their truth, we, and it's not our truth, and it doesn't resonate with our understanding, we go on the attack, go on the shutdown. We go on the on the defense. So much of this cancer, much of this disease, remains remain It's it allowed to remain in the shadow of our everyday existence. For many of you, for some of us, we have to deal with this reality each and every day. I have to deal with this reality each day I wake up, each day I set foot on the street, each day I deal with the world virtually to deal with this reality each and every day. And one arena where we see the vestiges of racism and white supremacy and, and classism is in religion. It's in our religious houses. It's in our religious communities. In our spiritual centers where indeed the healing must take place. 
where indeed the action and activity must take place, voting. And we're going to debate politics in the coming months, in the coming years. But until we address what's going on at the head, until we address what's going on in, in, in the spirit, until we address what's happening at the nation, understanding now, as we do, that ancestral memory, sovereign blood, survives in the DNA. It's not very hard to become racist. It's not very hard to become prejudiced. It's not hard to become biased when those things are born in us, when those things are in, in to being human and, and humanity. The God, it indeed takes a goddess. It indeed takes a, a true core, a true who, a true Allah, a true need, a true healer to address this cancer that we are addressing today, that all the world's eyes are upon today, in this moment. And, and indeed, we can only worry about today. We can plan for the future. We can prep for the future. We can discuss the future. But we can only live for and operate in, be active in this right now in time space. How much of the racism exists within you? How much of the white supremacy exists within you? How much of the bias and the prejudice exists within you? Because let's be clear, one, one group of people can maintain this system without every group of people being somehow complicit in the maintenance of this system. Okay, so I, I don't want to hear I sat quietly. I don't want to hear I protected my mind. I don't want to hear me, myself, and I when we discuss revolution. We're talking about the revolutionary revival hoodoo, of voodoo, of kind of work, of black magic, if you will. Be sure that you are not an appropriator. Be sure that you're not a bastardizer. Be sure you're not allowing the appropriation and the bastardization to take place on your watch while you sit back quietly, while you sit back silently, while we continue to spend and support those who we've always spent with and supported, just not our community, right? Just not by blacks, right? Just not support the bodegas, right? We must begin to take greater responsibility for our leadership as individuals in your demonstration each and every day. And what you say you represent, Christian, Muslim, Jew, and what you say you represent, Ifa practitioner, voodoo practitioner, hoodoo, conjurman, and woman, we must take greater responsibility for what we do and how we stand up. Some of you are watching in my dimension. I, I know some of you have noted, you know, a certain uh, pattern. I don't handle these feelings very well. Uh, I typically can't broadcast the data these channels about me. Uh, I'm one, virtually present. That's one. But then two, there's so much healing and so much work that devolves out of these scenarios. That that is a a, a, a symptom, a co-symptom of these events. And so we see it in Twitter, we see it in Facebook, we see it in Instagram. It's everything to do with what people are talking about and not talking about. It's everything to do with what we are supporting and not supporting. And then there's still those who would just rather not 
here. There's still those who are as this just a regular day for foolishness. This is just a regular day for pop cultural nonsense. This is just a regular day, you know, and, and that this too will pass. I see you. <laughs> we see you. We see you. And we acknowledge you in spirit. We acknowledge you in spirit. And, and it's a new day. Even here in this house, it's a new day. We're going to talk about binding. We're going to talk about conjuring. If we're going to talk about root work and, and root, then let's put root where root matters. Let's put root where root counts. Let's do as was done for the Bacayman, predate the, the Haitian Revolution. Let's now do that for this present moment in time space. Let's empower each other. Let's empower our people. Let's empower our community. I'm seeing um, Amazon and Netflix and, and ABC and NBC and everybody's running their usual black programming. <laughs> Have you all noticed that? Um, everyone's running the, you know, the, uh, uh, your eye on the prize and, 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 and the many docu-series, you know, that speak back to various periods of modern revolution. Oh various periods of, of modern movement, and particularly as it relates to civil rights and, and the cause that we are dealing for today. Listen, it's the day we can mourn, we can share, we can cry, indeed, we can release, we can claim, but it's the morning after, and we must take Action, action to keep this moving in a progressive direction. We must take concerted effort to ensure that this doesn't, this sleeping giant don't sleep again on any of our watch. And, and those of you who are in childbearing brain within the watch of your children, your children's children, who indeed have an opportunity to affect not just your house, but the houses of the children that your children play with, the families of, of, of the families that your children interact with, and particularly for the next 12 years, wherever you are in, in that uh, age uh, process, you have the opportunity now to be co-creators of reality that we all have to live and will live tomorrow. Tomorrow, we all have the opportunity to make those changes, to make those adjustments. To put down now a footprint for that from behind us to follow. Never again. Let it be never again, not on our watch. Greetings, greetings, beloved. Greetings, everyone. Everyone. Greetings. Missionary New Orleans, you to use our phone lines at area code 845 277 9143. 845 277 9143. Greetings, Fiona. Greetings. Did you get some rips? Um, somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. Um, I'm also <laughs> thinking that um, I can't sleep when these events happen. Um, it's not because I'm up watching the news or up, you know, 
regurgitating it. Uh, it's in the air. And I, I find it hard to believe that any true empath indeed would be able to sleep right now, would indeed be able to rest um, peacefully, you know, for any length of time right now with the amount of just energy um, that's in the air. And, and it's not, you know, this isn't a case where it's not specific to the house or your house, but or my community or your community, but this is global. You know, and every day I wake up and I'm seeing news in other parts of the world, uh, in other countries, you know, of protests and, and demonstrations that people really standing up, uh, much like we would have seen in the 50s and 60s and, and, and going into the, into the 70s. I just need us to remember what happened <laughs> going into the 70s, love and then going into the material 80s. And those Reagan years that that uh, again put us back to sleep again, um, that that turned off that that desire for change. I can remember being on the street during the Rodney King incident um, in in 1991 in in L.A. and just when it was happening, you know, people were there was no crime in the neighborhood, there was no black on black crime. You know, there was peace and, and old ladies could walk down the block and, you know, this kind of thing. And there were no police on the street um, during that week or two uh, during the Rodney King uh, uprising, save for the FOI and, and community leaders who, who did whatever minimal policing might have been required in the community. But I also remember how quickly we went back to sleep again. Also remember how quickly we went back to as usual again, um, and I, I remember um, 90, 93, 94, 95, 96. I, I remember those years well um, for lynching and, and white supremacy. Uh, the Ethiopian was was lynched um, on Capitol Hill in, in downtown Denver, Colorado. I believe that was ninety four, maybe. Uh, I remember major that even predate those that we know today, uh, Eric Gardner and Trayvon Martin, and, and a sort of a progression of a return to not just business as usual, but a sort of militarized business as usual. Um, we're here and defund at the topic of conversation today. And, and for me, in my memory, a great deal of defunding came from the supposed uh, war on drugs. That, that was primarily a target of black brown communities. Um, that's where we saw sort of this great militarizing, uh, if you will, of the police, and particularly in our communities, particularly in the inner city communities, um, particularly in communities where, um, where we're prevalent. The idea that cops were still on TV um, was shocking to me. I, I stopped watching cops. I don't know, a decade ago, I guess, I didn't realize cops was even still on TV. Um, so I'm hopeful, as many of you are, sure that some change would come from this. Some change will grow and evolve from this. But if we don't do it, it's going to be done, beloved. Chat, change is change is happening because everywhere, everyone mm-hmm. is tired of black people being murdered who are innocent. You cannot 
deny none of this what happened, but most recently with Floyd, with George Floyd, he was murdered. I mean, you could see it like he was just gritting down in his face, like he took, in like he took enjoyment, you know, out of killing him, and like he's done it more than once. He was skilled in what he did. The world saw it. And the president called the family and people aren't impressed with that. Forget your personal opinions. If someone is trying to make a change and they're trying, be open to it. I'm not saying be a sucker, but be open to it because you have a negativity and negative thoughts. It can block it. That's what I feel. Be mm-hmm. open to it because it's crazy. And um, also, um, who do occultism want to talk about racist medical doctors? Okay. Is he on the phone? Can he be a little bit more specific? I see the question. Um, you know, are we having a general topic about um, race and the medical industry, or, or, or does he want to do something specific? I mean, do we really have to go over the Tuskegee again? I mean, do we really have to look at, um, you know, how our community has often, um, you know, been on the negative side of, of medical care and and so-called medical intervention. I mean, do we really have to recount that? Um, I see you, beloved. Just get involved in the conversation. Uh, Be a little bit more specific. And and Neil uh, fight Bokur, yes, it absolutely, the Rodney King um, and and the uprising, which um, was really more about Latasha Harlins than it was Rodney King. For my younger audience, let me be clear and sort of give you something to research. Latasha Harlan, the young black girl, she must have been, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe, shot in the head over a of orange juice by a Korean store owner. This also happened in the same season of, of Winnie King. She, too, meaning the, the store owner, was uh, given a pass to speak. I think she was given a certain amount of probation, never had to serve any jail time. So the community was already... Uh, even before the Rodney King incident uh, occurred, and uh, that Neophyte Bokur um, made is that it indeed led to a truce between uh, the Bloods and the Crips in Los Angeles um, around, uh, you know, unity in the community as a result of the activity and the action and the mobilization that occurred in Los Angeles. Um, during that Rodney King uprising and subsequent programming that uh, came out of that. Uh, Maxine Waters, who people love to sort of demonize, was one of the people who uh, spearheaded many of the uh, uh, legal and and, uh, state and citywide changes that came about um, as a result of that truth and and bringing health care into our community, uh, trying to bring greater education community, and, and she, like many others, has been demonized ever since. Uh, they've been trying to bring down Maxine Waters. Uh, ever since then, they've been trying to bring down Maxine Waters. So there is indeed an opportunity for us to to take action, yes, even at the medical level, who do autism. Uh, I'm also concerned as it relates to that, um, the medical element. Uh, how much do we know and, and how many of us are really even involved um, in health, wellness, medical aspects of our community? Um, we often hear it 
touted that, you know, black folks have an aversion to therapy, have an aversion to the doctor. Um, it, it's been said that y'all accept Jesus before you would, uh, you know, medical intervention. It, it's been said, I'm in agreement, but it's been said. So we live, and, and the vices we all sort of nurture uh, at some level, um, that's okay. One of those vices, collect pearls now, uh, one of those vices is gluttony. Oh, you thought I was going to say something else like murder or, or, or lust or something real crazy, right? Well, let <laughs> me mute gluttony? my phone because you on my road. You on my, you on my road now. <laughs> and what is it with the black churches, especially the most prominent black churches? What's, what's all of this? And where does that play oh, in health and wellness spirituality? <laughs> Come on, Kiana. Because I, I refuse to pull away from the table. You on my pew. Let me put my one finger up and tip out. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let me, put up my one, let me put up my index finger and tip out the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody knowing my old life used to say that you, you need to do some push away from push ups you mean no some push away push away from the table no but we, we oh my uncle oh my uncle he'll say she needs to fall off some <laughs> what fall off from that chair <laughs> yeah we we're still not ready to have that conversation and we're still you know supporting the industries of, of poison and death that, that are also killing us. It's real easy to point the finger at the KKK and, and the white supremacist and the hooded monster, you know, and, and, and yet we willingly ingest this poison and this cancer disease, you know, each and every day at, at some level. It might not be you and it might not be yours, but it's all around us, you know, and we know it. And we're one of the biggest contributors in this society, in America, financially to these industries of death, to these industries of poison. And so if we are still trying to eat the decaying carcasses of animals and the mustard and pus and mucus of cows and chickens, you know, synthesize this, artificial that, and hydrogenize this, and, and, and high fructose that, then we're still allowing in the white supremacy through the back door. You're still allowing it in. And not only is it the cancer and the diabetes and the, and, and the other health problems that arise, but what about how it makes our minds think? What about how it affects your emotions? What about this increase in, in asthma? What about this increase in, in mental health we're seeing? What about this increased rise in autism, which they still haven't defined, by the way? Science is still not clear on what's creating the, the increase of, of autism and other um, conditions in our in our society. I, for one, think it's in the plastic. I just can't do plastic. <laughs> I, I, I just can't. I try and limit my exposure to plastic as much as possible. If I can do it in glass, I'm going to do it in glass. You know, um, I don't do bottled water. I, I believe in filters and filtration systems and purifying systems, but I, I'm not for plastic. 
and I think there's. But do you a, think the way a child is born has an effect on on like um mental health as well? Because Hoodoo Occultism brought up a point. I'm speaking on um, what he feels about um, black women um, almost being forced to have their children via C-section. Um, that that's just one. I mean, C-section is just one. Um, I think when when I first heard you say the environment, I'm thinking about the environment, the toxins, the chemicals, uh, again, what, what mom and, and the father are eating. You often don't think about father. Uh, I think we put a great deal of the responsibility on the mother because the mother physically carries the child. Um, I don't think we do great deal enough coverage about how drugs, alcohol, um, from the male's genetic material in, into the child. I think that also has to be considered. Also, when I heard you um, first ask that question, Keona, I also heard um, in my head um, environment, you know, uh, how much arguing is going on, how much negativity is, is, is in that environment, how much killing happens in that neighborhood, how many people have been murdered in that neighborhood. You know, there, there are a whole array of other elements environmental elements that I don't think are often covered, uh, and particularly in our neighborhood, particularly in the inner cities, particularly in the urban areas, particularly in the more um, congested um, communities. Because if you're living in a rural area, you, you're not quite as exposed, just like with the COVID-19. You know, I, I got family, my sister lives out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know, you got to look real hard to find high labor, you know. Um, so uh, there are many, it, when I hear you say environment, um, uh, who you are cultism, whoever originally asked that question, there are many elements of our, our environment that go into what's now um, a product of, of how we view health, and particularly in our community, physical health, but mental health. We, we think you're physically okay. And in fact, equates to being physically okay in some cultures, too, by the way. There are North African cultures that first feed young women milk, dairy products, meat, in the effort to put weight on them, uh, in the idea that weight equals prosperity, weight equals abundance, weight equals health um, somehow. Um, but we don't think about inner health. We don't think about emotional health, and particularly for black men. Um, when we think about um, support, support groups, um, women's movements, the gay movement, um, we're really hard-pressed to, to see a movement that addresses emotional health, mental health for black men, and for men in general in this culture, in this, in this society. Um, so that inner component to health is often not addressed at all. It often goes without saying and, and until there's some adverse response, you know, a murder, a killing, a death, a, a crime. Then we want to pick apart some of the elements that, that go to. And so if we're going to remove white supremacy, if we're going to remove racism, like the onion in which I teach from, many of you are familiar with the onion. Like the onion for which I teach from, there are many layers to this. There are many layers to this that must be addressed. Um, when I was 
in elementary school back in the 70s, no one was concerned about the emotional and mental and spiritual environment of, of black boys at all. And particularly in the school system, um, you know, growing up in the DMV, Suitland, Maryland, Coral Hills, Maryland, Capitol Heights, Maryland, District Heights, Maryland, y'all know what I'm talking about. And y'all still hella violent in that zip code. Till this day, y'all still hella violent in that zip code. Um, still in enforcing sort of this street level justice on people who live in that neighborhood. Uh, even before they would acknowledge the police, the government, the municipality, there's this street thing that, that we acknowledge, you know, in certain zip codes and certain communities uh, that we are live in. This shapes our emotional dynamics. This, this shapes our mental dynamics. Um, maybe not necessarily your mental capacity per se, but, but indeed the dynamics in which you view the world by, see the world by. The dynamic in which I see the world by, I view the world by, has everything to do with 20027. Has everything to do with Capitol Heights, Maryland. Has everything to do with Coral Heights, uh, Coral Hill, Maryland. Has everything to do with Chicago, Illinois, and, 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 the, and the 606 Whatever two numbers come after that, <laughs> um, we've got to look deeper than just than just how racism shows up on the outside. We we got to look deeper than that if we're going to take this momentum, this opportunity for activation and activism to another level. We've got to look deeper, and we've got to be willing to do the work. Got to be willing to do the work. When we talk about ancestral work and divination on this show, that's something we often talk about is the difficulty in addressing the work. Because you can't be feeding your ancestors, invoking your ancestors, calling on your ancestors, inviting your ancestors, placating to your ancestors, and not be reminded and not have ancestral memory surface in, in that process. And and for many who, who don't quite take spirituality and religion seriously, um, that's, the, that's the breakdown point. That's the point where they're ready to move on to the more convenient thing. Um, I started speaking earlier today about that connection between racism and white supremacy, spirituality and religion. ATR, spirituality, religion. Because even within the dynamics of that, there's this unspoken racial uh, hierarchy that's in place that always puts voodoo with four O's somehow down at the bottom. And, and, and we try and mask it behind authenticity. We try to mask it behind, well, there's this Haitian Creole thing. and that We try to mask it behind big words, but it's really about racism. It's really about white supremacy. It's really about maintaining the narrative that somehow the African in America is the dumbest, is the worst off, is the least evolved than other ethnic groups of of black people here in the new world. We're somehow still not quite as roots as Jamaica. We still somehow just not quite as connected to it as Haiti or, 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 or Cuba 
or Dominican Republic or Brazil or Panama. Just name any place outside of here, and, and somehow we are at the bottom heap. Um, I, I read another document just this morning that 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 demonized you, you black man, you black woman. You ain't got no God. You ain't got no connection to the to the lineage uh, of Voodoo. Let some of these book writers tell it. Let some of these authors tell it. You are just a product of enslavement. You are just a product of Catholicism and, and, and Christianity as it partnered with enslavement. And, and we are still operating from that position today in ATR. Today, right now. And people are still seeking to validate themselves with an accent. People are still seeking to validate themselves in a foreign language. Well, if it's got four O's in it, then it's somehow a bastardization of. Well, what do we speak? We speak English. Okay? So until the African Americans speak Gullah as the first language, or Spanish as the first language, or Arabic as the first language, we still somehow being invalidated. We're still somehow just a, a product of somebody else's property. We're still just... Oh, and please, pause. Hold on, please, before you move past it. Because if I hear one more person say, assalamu alaikum, is Arabic, I'm going to break my head through the wall. It's Congo, originated in Africa. It's not Arabic. So, you're, so when you say peace and blessings, it came from somewhere. And please stop comparing one slave master or slave owner for the other to say yours is better. If somebody hasn't come back to get you in 2,000 years, could it be a possibility that they're not coming? If the rapture, such a time as this, the rapture, beam them up, beam them up, Scotty, wouldn't it have come at such a time as this? We got to get past all this nonsense and all this material stuff and making mm-hmm. all these European designers rich. While you out here buying food stamps for dollar for a dollar that put food in your house, many of many of you, stop it! Ain't nothing evil about our roots. There's nothing evil about it because our ancestors had to had to do what they had to do so we could be here. We got to get over this foolery. Okay, sorry, I had to say that part. All is a blessing, and I invite uh, callers to call in the area code 845 When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I will be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. Um, I'm surprised that many more have anything to say. And particularly now, um, and, and, I, and I take that back. Surprise is the wrong word. I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised. I'm alarmed that many more don't have anything to say. And particularly now in this weather season, you know, and, and all the calamities that we're being hit with back to back to back. Um, and I, as I started out earlier in the show, I do pay attention to what's happening in social media. Uh, I'm just not always responsive to it. I, I've never been the guy who takes the bait. I, I just don't. Um, you know, I'm not the guy you can call and say, hey, do you know who this is? I'm not curious. 
if, if you're not about to tell me I'm I'm hanging up, I'm moving on to the next call. I've never been that that curious. So I don't take the bait easily in Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and you know when sort of these debates are going back and forth. But I am watching the behavior. I am watching the demonstration. And some of you never stop to note the murder. Never stop to take note of, of these alarming number of, of black deaths. Never responded to and still have been to what's happening in you and around you and beside you. Because it indeed affects you. It, it indeed affects you. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, under the sound of my voice, it indeed affects you. Indeed. And so I'm taking note, Kiana, the, the racism is just beneath the surface. In the presidential environment, in this presidential election, in this pandemic environment, in this calamity of, of police killings and abuses, the racism, like shit, floats to the top. It floats to the top. My thing is, those of us who are watching, those of us who are observing, what you going to do? What do you want to do? And how does this now affect your behavior? Because we've established, we established silence equals acceptance. Today, silence equals agreement. Today, silence means that you want things to continue on just as they are. Don't rock the boat. Why, why shake up the boat? Why rock the boat? You know, and that's the continuation of white supremacy. And I, one, can't do it. I, I just can't. I'm for separation. I'm for, I'm, I am for separation. Because when I come here, when I first moved here to L.A., I, I said, this place is, this is where separation is. You have Koreatown, Chinatown, Little Tokyo. You got Cambodia, you got Little Italy, you got everywhere but Black America. And we go and buy their hair, we go and sit in their nail salons and and don't even know what they're talking about, and we barely have our own in this area, because I know they do exist, but not that many. I am for separation. I am for you having your own community, where you could go here. This side of Death Valley, where you could go and be around your own people, because we're making them rich and they're riding around in Mercedes, and then they they don't come to our neighborhood, but they come to us. Hurry up and buy. Well, let's hurry up and buy at our own store. So I'm for separation. I support separation. However, I'm not sure that 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 will be the problem. I mean, that will be the solution um, because, okay, so we're separated. But if you're still going to buy all of your products from the Asian, if you're still going to support, you know, the white, if you're still going to send your, your money to the U.K., then what would be the point? So, so you know, I'm not for or against separation. I, I just don't know how effective it would be if we don't somehow address the mindset of the people. And, and, and that's not a new thing. I mean, we've been trying to address the mindset of the people since before Marcus Garvey. You know, some of us can, can recount the numbers, you know, how much we spend, you know, gross national product, you know, where we're investing, 
you know, as a people, as a community, I see that as a much bigger problem than than whether I, I get to live in an all-black neighborhood or not. Mm-hmm. I, I see that as a much bigger problem as, as, as whether I get to live in a, a diversely mixed community or not. Uh, either way, right now, I'm not safe. Either way, right now, I've got to defend and protect for myself right now, whether it's on my side of the canal or yours whether it's on my side of the downtown or, or, or yours. Um, so until we can address the mentality and the mindset that, that indeed goes into keeping um, these systems alive, I don't know if it matters where we live exactly. Um, we have repatriation as a, you know, we've done a, a previous show about repatriation to Israel, repatriation to to Ethiopia, uh, we've seen it. Um, I know African Americans who have repatriated to Ghana, uh, to Nigeria, you know, and are living and existing successfully um, in in many of these other regions of the world now. But again, who does it benefit? You know, it's it's a scenario for them individually, you know, or for their family or, or for their group organization. But what does it do? Long term for the community, um, and, and that's what the problem is because ultimately there could be people like me who would otherwise fall into the cracks because the gays are not going to defend me, the blacks are not going to defend me. I put up a post on my Twitter 24 hours ago. Um, does my life matter? It was a poll. Um, does my life matter as as, as black lives? Does my life matter as much as white lives? Does my life matter as much as gay lives? I think that you, you're only allowed three options on a Twitter poll. I'm trying to pull it up in front of me. Um, yeah, I think you're only allowed three or four options. I want to say three. Whew. Yeah, I would say three. Acknowledge was black lives, and and in so doing, I don't believe the person who responded understood sort of the uh, uh, the facetious wording that I used to establish the poll. So any answer on the poll would not have included me. None of the answers that were available on the poll included me. And, and so most people did not respond to it at all, which is how many of us exist in your world every day, invisible. If it weren't for this, I'd be invisible to you. If it weren't for the voodoo, I would be invisible to you. If it weren't for me offering uh, free conversation for two or three hours out of the day, I wouldn't be on many of your radar. I would be invisible to you. And, and so we ask, how does this continue? How does this go on? Because we're invisible to you. Even if you're not actively a part of, but you're sitting back quiet, but you're sitting back not speaking, not being demonstrative, not doing, you you are indeed a part of the problem. Yeah, the only response I got was um, 
that my life didn't matter as much as black lives. My life didn't matter as much as whites, as much as straight, as much as black, as much as women, as much as gays. My life doesn't matter. And that and that is the reality for any in, in this argument, in this conversation, um, who look like me, who live like me, who are not counting, just like me. So, so if I didn't look out for me, who would? Oh, my God, if I didn't fight for me, who would? If I didn't stand up and make a platform for me, who would? Who would? So that's the questions that we must begin to ask the questions that we must begin to look at uh, if we really want to dismantle what racism is, what prejudice is, what, what bigotry is. And, and I don't require to be super entertaining. I don't require to be buffooning and cooning. I don't require to be popular. I don't, uh, you know, expire to be cute enough. To please any of you, that ain't, that's not why I'm here. That's never been why I'm here. And, and if that's what it requires to, to be accepted enough, to be acknowledged, to be seen in, in, in the portrait uh, that is present state of America, I'm not, I'm not in any competition to, to be in that picture. I'm not in any competition to be a part in party to that. And so I will continue to create and recreate the reality that mirrors my image. You ain't got to support it. You don't have to like it. Any more than I have any more than I have to support you or yours or your platform with or without your little blue dots. <laughs> okay. Okay. But well, why I is got, that? Because like even with TBS TBS doesn't get as many views uh, with reading Rainbow and with the um, the the um, DNA test on your roots and you know um, all type of educational things. But if you but if but you want to see somebody fight, the ratings are going through the roof on VH1 and BET. Why why is that? You were the only one educating me that our ancestors necessarily didn't have to come directly from. Um, the ones that we knew of, right? Because I was afraid, and and I say this respectfully, not to curse myself, but respectfully I say this because I was nervous, you know, um, being called to this path when you mentioned the ancestors. Because, um, and and Kayla asked about generational curses because I was afraid because my family for generations have never stuck together, have never stuck together. So the support was never given. So on social media, when the support wasn't there, it felt uncomfortable. But then I said, well, that's just normal because I've never gotten the support, you know. And so when you are acting a fool, when you're fighting, you know, if you're dressed up and, 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 you're, and you're in your $1,200 gown and your face is beat for the gods and you got your big high tower hair, you know, cussing people out, then they'll tune in. Then you'll make millions because you are completely entertaining. But the moment that you're feeding the soul, the moment that you are calling up them dry bones and causing real healing, they're not interested. It's boring. You're not stimulating them. 
what they say, if you want to hide something from black people, put it in the book. It's not entertaining. So that's why. But I'm, I, I was concerned about that. I thought about that big thing. Almost verbatim the way you described it. I thought about that earlier today before I came on air. And, 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 and what I said to myself out loud was, I'd rather be here to do the healing. I'd rather be here to do the healing. Because let's keep it real now. I'm a certified, documented celebrity reader. I could do two-hour show every day about other people's business if I wanted to. I could do a two-, three-hour show every day about drama if I really wanted to. But I would rather be here to do Somebody got to do the work. And thank God it's me. Thank God it's me. I would much rather be here, be available to do the work. Now, when I think about some of those stories, when I think about some of the things that have crossed the dividend table with me and celebrities and politicians and, and, and legal representatives and, and et cetera, et cetera, I would much rather be here to do the work. There's prevalency in, in doing the work. Just like mama might say, go to school and be a doctor, go to school and be a lawyer, you're always going to have clients. A healer, a healer. I'm not talking about you made a fake wannabe perpetrating a conjure man. But your healers will always have plenty of work. Always plenty of work. Because there are too many people who are just not willing to do it. And the pharmaceutical companies know that. <laughs> Advertisers know that. Take this pill, drink this stuff. This will fix it for you. Just send me $19.99 and we'll ship it out to you in the mail. You know, you ain't got to do no work. You ain't got to exercise. You ain't got to push away, Kiana. Girls, just take this pill and it'll all be good. You know, I would much rather be here to do the work. Let that be what's said on my tune. He was he was there to do the work. I, I would much rather that would be said of me. That I was in work. I, I don't care if he was entertaining, great. He wasn't a big show in great. But he was there to do the work, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm losing something here because of the timing. I think I lost my periscope. You still phone Still here, but I'm telling you, that's just how it is. Because I used to, you know, want to fit in. I used to, you know, cry. I remember, you know, my mom had bought me a dress, a real pretty flowery dress. And I was in the house, and um, she had just got through cooking. I ate, and the, well, I remember a neighborhood friend, you know, came and knocked on the door and asked me to come outside. Mom said, don't go outside, it's dark. I never forget. She got me outside. We went around the corner, and it was like four other girls there, and they just jumped on me and beat me up. And I never, I mean, even as, and I'm old, I'm old now. But to this, you know, sometimes it'll pop up, but I never understood it. Like, why? You know, why? Why do I not fit in? Why do you, why, why would you do that? But I'm not meant to fit in. I'm here to do work. And half of these people, I don't want to be like none of y'all. 
the ones that, that mistreat people that are good to them. The real. ones that the ones that won't support people but then they want to come and constantly take. I don't want to be like none of them. I am love. I don't desire to look to another human for love no more. I used to be that. I used to wonder, you know, how can how how? Why? I didn't do anything to you. And I hug you and then you push back and slap me? No. Well, somebody said, What well, you ain't better than nobody? Yes, I am. I'm better than anybody that chooses to do evil or harm people who didn't do anything to them. That's right. So so I stick That's with right. who sticks with me. That's why I'll forever be by your side because you've been there for me. When you didn't have nothing to gain, you were there for me. You were there to lift me up when when I didn't know. When I used to wake up and hate to even open my eyes because I didn't want to deal with this, you taught me to put the work in, to document so I can understand that feeling and to do the work. So you don't have to come dressed up like a clown. You don't have to come and try to prove anything because you being a living, breathing, walking God is enough for me. So forget them. You can always count on me to be there because I love you with every ounce of me because of who you are and you real and you don't take no shit. I and I don't have to second guess it. Sometimes I'm not sure of, of, of the value of my work. Even I sometimes are am susceptible to you know, culture and pop culture and, and what people say, you know, is it, it, happening and, and what you know, fashionable in the moment. But then there's always somebody who reminds a greater person. Um, sometimes it's very hard and, and it's a struggle. You have to be, be motivated and inclined to answer the spirit um, and doing work sometimes to push through you know, those, those when you don't see it being returned. You don't see uh, the reciprocity. Uh, something you said earlier in your statement, and you said a lot, um, but I'm so used to not getting the support that I, I don't feel any kind of way about the not being support. Um, I don't feel any kind of way, and, and that's probably not good. Uh, that's probably not healthy, you know, that we get into that place where you stop stop registering it. You stop being concerned about it. Um, I, I would say it's a dangerous position to put any human in, put any group of people in. And so I will continue to do what I do. Um, it, it's what I do. It's all that I know to do. Um, when the trend falls off, I'll still be doing um, what, I, what I've always been. Um, and, and I'm grateful for that. I, I really um, who do uh, I'm sorry, Neophyte Bokur, greetings, beloved. Greetings, how you doing today? All of the blessings. Um just mm-hmm. through the eye of a storm. I didn't even mention that this moment before I came on air. I didn't have internet. Um the storm mm-hmm. was moving through, we had blood waters in the neighborhood, um and all of that. Yeah, and I think watching my weather channel or whatnot, trying to make sure that I avoid that. I'm in the dirt again now, so I'm in clear of the bad weather. 
But I hope you actually pull through there for, without, you know, <laughs> getting washed out. Yeah, I posted a few pictures uh, a video on my Instagram. Uh, we got a little water. You know, it came up to the, you know, the middle of your car wheel. Um, but it, it went yeah. down. It, it went down. And this neighborhood, um, unfortunately, we're used to that in, in this part of Treme. So um, we're good. We're good. But I wanted to speak on or try to give some context to uh, what Kiana said, beloved Kiana. She she really touched on something that really sits with my heart as well, as far as being separate. I agree with her completely, but I wanted to you know some light on how I see it. The way I see it is separation needs to have culture behind it. Your different neighborhoods, and you have Hispanic, just about everything. Hispanic markets, uh, Max Foods, um, we have different Mexican markets. We go and shop there all the time. No problem at all. Typically, a Mexican store. Not to say it's a Latino store or a Hispanic store. That's all well and good. Chicken necessarily, you know, for everybody. They they serve Chinese food, and nobody complains about that. That's what you go there for. But it's still Chinese food. Chinese market, and that's where, where what the difference is. Black people, we have only problem is we always find some sort of opposition to it. Their community. Police department is not allowed. They have no jurisdiction 
get upheld. I believe that's what Jonah is actually kind of express here that it would be good for us to be self-contained. Exactly how the, the Hispanic culture is in, like, say, Mexico or whatever, or more specifically in America, how the Native Americans have their tribal lands and our government has to respect their territory. That's pretty much it. Okay. It would require um, sort of a, a cultural aspect to it. Um, for its survival. Now, why we then support all your village, which is right. autonomous, which yes, and, and the Gullah Geechee Nation Nation for, for that matter. Yeah, that, that's why I believe is definitely missing. The foundation of a culture, a culture that all of us can agree upon as a base. I mean, we have different ones. I mean, of course, there's all the Native American tribes are different families, have different types of the same culture, I mean. But you didn't answer. The Navajo are not the Cherokee. You didn't, the Black are not the Sioux. But you didn't answer you know, my they're, question. They're but you didn't answer my question. We, we already have. I'm sorry, I can hear it. We already have an example of that. Why aren't we supporting Oyotunji Village? Why aren't we supporting Queen Quet and the Galicia Nation? Why aren't we supporting that where it already exists among us? Because York. black people are afraid of it. Plain that's definitely afraid of it. That's too easy of that's an answer. That's too easy of an answer. That's too easy of an answer for me. That's too easy. Yeah, yeah. It's too easy of an answer for me. I I really Accepted. I, I can't stand it personally, but in a nutshell. Well, I was ignorant to their movement, so I can't see um, Neil Fibro Corps Tours did better than me because I didn't even know they existed. Well, yeah, that 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 I hear. She said she said that she didn't even know that Gullah Geechee Nation existed. She didn't even know that Oyo oh, yeah. existed. Um, even before.
black family walking down the street, you had a you, you get like a nervous twitch because you see something that you're afraid of, or you think everybody else is capable of. You know what it is. Get with black program. Kiona thing, but I'm a confrontation. I like to get straight to the point. I like to move right through the middle. Why aren't we what's already here? And, and I ask the same question. You know, why am I not being supported? Mm-hmm. Y'all get all these great accolades. I, I know what my record looks like. I put but, but I'm still not getting either. Otum is still not getting support. Gullah Geechee is still not getting support. Yeah. And, and, and when we look at it, mm-hmm. I have a response to that. I have a response to that. So for me, when I got some coin, when I got some coin, you know, when I got some coin and and I didn't pull away from the table, I was going to the expensive restaurant when I was the only person in there that looked like myself. It looked like me. You know, when I was blowing up, I wasn't eating our diet. It was only when... I needed healing when I needed proper nutrients, when I needed to feel the love of my own kind, when I was going through the dark night of the soul is when I came home. So so for me, going on Rodeo Drive <laughs> resembled success. Me wearing LV and double Gs and being able to, you know, wear different genuine leathers that our ancestors were, were beat to produce, for me, and my ignorance and my whatever re- resembled success because it meant that I made it. It meant that I could walk in and sell my coins in their stores and they accept me and smile on my face. So it's only until the last three or four years is where I really, really got serious about it. And so I wasn't eating the right diet. So when I got big as a house and even having weight loss surgery, it still yes, didn't lose the weight long. Because I wasn't eating the right food. All right. So what do we do then, Kiona, to make that happen? Uh, I, you know, I'm not mid fifty. We have to be okay. real. We gotta we can't be fake. We gotta be real. We can't be fake. Who 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 been beating this drum since the fifties? Scaffolding. Well, without those ancestors, those did before holding us up, there is no scaffolding underneath any action, any, any move that might happen in the present moment. In, in this present moment, those who are conscious right now, those right. who have a clue right now, have to take action right now. Have to take action right now so that there is a continued scaffolding for the next generation, the next group, next conscious, you know, people to wake up in order to build upon. Not have to start from scratch all over again each generation. And most ethnic groups in this country don't have to do that. Even I don't think um,
neophyte, that's almost as good as it not being there. My story is not being there. My story is on TV. My story is in, 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 there is none. Now, growing up, once upon a time, I just said, I'll be sure I know those people. Growing up, I was at the Jeffersons. I know those people. But how I am today, African and voodoo and all, there, there is no representation. And, and, and when they forgive me, Finally, I'm in a hurry anybody like me. I'm in a hurry. Y'all know who I am. I think it was um, Keisha that she was like black and that didn't matter to her religion. I agree with your sentiment, but that don't work in practical terms. The black Christian think themselves somehow superior to me, superior to who I am more qualified than who I am, more deserving than who I am. So the right. black Christian, the black church ain't fighting for me. They're not looking for me at all. That's white supremacy. That's white supremacy. That's what I talked about when I said it's strongest black religion. Strongest in ATR, white supremacy. Strongest in because then I'm thinking my godmother wouldn't let me wear my waist beads in her house. My godmother is a minister. We went shopping and she's and I tried on something and she walked in to see and she saw I had on African waist beads. She said and I was saying I had came from LA into Texas. She said you can't come in my house with those on. She said because Africans they do evil stuff. I said what? What? Hey, what? And like, she's loving in the name of Jesus, but you gonna act like this? You just reminded me of, of May she rest in her room One of my dear cousins Lula uh, One of the blackest people in the family <laughs> Now this is my right Lula darker than my mom okay. And I can remember A very similar conversation That she and I had About this African stuff Well what's we do in this African stuff People well, in the the mirrors in your place People still know it as a hair wrap, as kente cloth, as black and green, as dreadlocks, as as an afro. You know, Jill Scott, remember Jill Scott in the live concert? Natural hair, don't equate the consciousness, you know, how it looks. So until we can adjust our community, religion, God, you're going to use us. I have active Christian black folk right here in Wallace. You all think I'm not reactionary. I told mm-hmm. you I react when I see But you are actively working to block me. For what reason? To harm me. For what reason? For what reason? Other than I don't go to your church. Other than I don't support church. Other than I don't support Christianity, but yet, yet you march demonstrating today against supremacy. Get the fuck out of here. They need to get off the plantation because you have to quote their. You have to quote the scripture. You can't have your own thoughts. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't question. You can't question. You can't pray 
You can't pray in nobody else's name but one name. You have to do everything. That's still slavery. Slavery. The only thing is that you were able to leave the plantation because you still do everything you can to look just like them. It's still slavery. I walk in my own truth. To the slave God, if it ain't slavery. Forgive him. Your God Your religion equates to slavery for and I don't see the Muslim, the Jew, as any different than the Christian. You just a different side, the same coin. And it all reads enslavement for me. And so who in 2020 is going gonna, is gonna to lay down for that? Who in 2020 is going to accept that? So, no, I won't accept the black slave master any more than I will the white slave master any more than I will the Asian slave master. I will be accepting no slave master. And if it's going to well, be... Well, the Arabic Muslim, slave masters with these Muslims are supposed to be so-called woke. The Arabic has black slaves too. So you want to be a Muslim <laughs> wife because y'all want a different plantation? Are you watching the documentary? They still do. They still right now in Germany right now. They still do. They still do. Allah walk in Morocco, places. In Morocco, all places. Like what? Like, are you kidding me? Morocco, Mauritania, Mauritania, more, um, uh, more Africans on the same market right now as we speak. Then people aren't aware. Of it. People don't even know that people snatched up in Africa right now, Mauritania, in Morocco, to be put on a
gay black man, non-binary, gender-defining black man can feel that. Until I can feel it, it ain't real. Until I can feel it, it ain't happening. Because I'm the guy who you all would let fall beneath the crack, between the crack, if you could. I'm the guy who would not be counted if it's left to T.D. Jakes and them. I wouldn't be counted. If it's left to the Black Panther Party, I might not be counted. Revolutionary heads out there, I might not be counted. Are, are you following me? Are, are you hearing me? I no, I totally understand, but at the same yeah. time, when they were using us as breeders, of course they're not going to go with same-sex uh, relationships because they wanted to breed you. They wanted to breed you so they could sell your baby. So what do you mean be accepted? Accepted how? Well, they were trying to take your seed and sell it off to the highest bidder. It ain't got nothing to do with creation. We are energy. Sex doesn't exist in creation. They were doing that because they were trying to make money. And we can't really, we can't continuously blame them because we, we know better. But Keisha Smith is on the phone line. She wanted to join in on the topic. She's on the phone. Oh, yes, she is. Okay. My, my bad. Uh, Erico 318, who's calling and where are you calling from? This Hoodoo, Coast Okay. Hey. How y'all doing? All is blessing. Go um, ahead, beloved. Open. I know, I know. You know, I'm I'm going through it today. But uh, <clears throat> basically, I I agree with Kiana saying, and um, you know, for a separation. But at the same time, we so divided because everybody in different organizations. Especially Christianity and Muslim. Now, Muslim, they have their own, they have their own um, jurisdiction. They have their own, you know, organization. But the thing is, as soon as you do something you they don't agree with, they cutting you off, and you acting they they treating you like you not black anymore. You know what I mean? For instance, I'm a straight male, but you know. Um, if you if you gay and you know Muslim or Christianity, basically they're going to try they're try, they're going to try to shame you or kill you. You know what I mean? Because it teaches in the Bible that being homosexual is is abomination. And so from that they carry that on and tell you, hey, you're less than a human if you disobeying God. So. I'm going to kill you or I'm going to shame you. And that's how it is with them. You know what I mean? Now, even, 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 huh? Listen, I don't buy that. What you Because if, if that were the Why case, they would take a more position in the face of white supremacy and racism, in, in the face of dehumanization. They would take a, now they're not fighting racism either. They're not fighting poverty in the black. <laughs> Either. That's why I say I don't. That's why I say I don't agree. Yeah. Um. I, I, for me personally, I've seen it happen. It happened to one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, they found out he was, you know, down low and you know doing his thing, and they disowned him. Like, 
Like, and bro, I started you, with you, no you, cousin, but half of these judges you, and people, politicians, they download anyway, uh, and they just get mad I because mean, of people doing everything, their truth Keona, exposing who they are. They exposing who they are. Doing everything, Kiona, and, 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 and that ain't right. And I'm a, no, tr- trust me, I'm a sh- I'm a straight male, and I don't care what you do with your life. <laughs> I mean, what I can say, you know what I mean. It's another that thing that bothers me too. Another thing that bothers me too. We as people, no offense to you, because you know you my brother, but no, but people always say they gotta uh, identify themselves as a heterosexual, homosexual, run around. A homosexual people are the most pickiest people on earth. That virus was brought to to that community. Uh, you can be amongst yeah. the gay man. I promise you, he ain't gonna look at you because he is very, very, very selective. Very selective. Yeah, I, I, I done been around. I done been around a lot of you know gay men. They haven't tried. You know, but you know, you, you know, know they are. But you know, yeah, and now like like I understand. Cause, uh, but anyway, these people, you know, specifically for, for you know homosexual people, y'all won't be able to live. You know, homosexual people won't be able to live with these extreme Christians or these extreme Muslims. They're the ones so that, that, are, that are homosexuals. King James was a homosexual and killed his mama. And that's the Bible that everybody reads. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, and and, and, and it's me. And we can't So nothing changed anything. We can't live with them now. They're not supporting us now. Now, now what they will do is they're they not turning down the dead bodies. They're not turning down uh-huh. the burial insurance to bury you. But yes. we can live with them. No, no. And, oh, and yeah, they don't have a gay that, cemetery, do they? They don't have a gay cemetery, but they got a they got a pet cemetery, but they don't have a gay cemetery. And then it's a <laughs> that well, we're somehow covered by. What the gay white community? The gay white community is far more racist than white sexuals, in case you didn't know. So I'm not being sure. I'm only being counted by voodoo. I counted by the but nothing looking out for me. Okay, so you know, uh, you. Keona's, you know, hair and fluff circumstance. I don't know if you have anything in mind, but they're not counting for me either. They're not looking for me either. Now, with stress, they come to me. They will sit in the me when they're in distress. But, but the count. Well, I had a man please. tell me. Well, I had a man tell me. He said, "If I can't," I had a man tell me. He said, "If I can't lift you, I can't love you." I said, "Well, baby, I'm gonna have to holler at you because I'm very heavy. I'm very heavy in mind, spirit, body, and everything else." Yeah, that's what we have to address. In my opinion, we're gonna address white supremacy and racism. No, you know. Okay, let me go ahead and say it. I'm not willing to be locked down in a community. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. So I think of, of the hell's drowning in hate. That, that's not Keisha is on the whole still. 
Keisha's even on the phone line. Um, here we go. Um, area code 305. Yes, beloved. Greetings. Greetings. I'm here. I'm on the phone. Yeah, we I'm can't on hear the phone. you. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. No, no, no. I wanted to um, respond back to that question you said I said, but it's, it's far gone. So I just I just stayed in the um stayed on the line just to hear it better on the line. Okay. Well, we we appreciate you. Stay with us. Okay. Yes, Eric Coates, um six oh one. Greetings, mom. Thank you for calling in. Hey, son. How are you today? You sound good, and I like the conversation. I just want to say that this lockdown has affected many people in many different ways, and I am enjoying every minute of it. I am proud of my black heritage. I have decided not to spend any more money on products and uh, to get my hair fried and dyed and anything else and laid to the side. I am wearing my hair natural and using natural herbs and things to take care of my hair and make it healthy again. And I am so proud that I have a proud black prince for a son. Thank you. I appreciate you. Indeed, you are the queen mother. So I couldn't be anything less than the queen mother. Greetings, mom. Greetings, mom. Greetings, my love. You're going to love being natural. You're going to love it. Yes. I, I worked natural some years ago, but then I got sabotaged and fell for it. <laughs> Like we all did, because I had to, I had to get them perms, and they go in your scalp, and they have to rinse it off in three minutes. Your scalp be all burn up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to have that input. I'm gonna get off the line now and let you all continue with your conversation. Thank you. Thank you. And nobody, let me say this: nobody is gonna recognize who we are until we recognize ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely, that I agree 100%. And, and it starts with Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I had muted my phone. It must have been someone else. I'm just really loving the fact that the, the Nat Turner, people, a lot of people don't talk about him much, you know. The um, the birth of a nation movie came and went. Nobody really wants to talk about it, and we and, and so I'm happy that this is happening. So we we're able to get to our roots. So we we're able to finally heal. You know, when I listen to Nina Simone's song "Strange Fruit," you know, every time I get emotional because I think about what happened to our ancestors. But then we have to also think about, you know, what we've won, what we've overcome. Mm-hmm. 
and it's time to quit and time to quit being fake and and phony and be, and be real. We don't have nothing to prove to nobody. Nothing. We have some deep deep traumas. A lot of the molestations and stuff happen happen from 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 them doing it to us. And we doing it to each other. Yes. Doing it to each other. It's that part of racism and white supremacy that is the hardest for me personally to deal with and to accept. I almost and anticipate supremacy in the public, at the checkout counter, in the restaurant, at the work site. I anticipate it. I prep for that. It is that within my own community that I can't be for. Love black as much as me. Um, and my mother is my witness. We grew up loving black. This, this ain't no new trend for us. I grew up in D.C. and Chocolate City when it was in Chocolate City. Okay. I, I, I wasn't allowed to watch programming on TV. I wasn't allowed to watch Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. We had to watch documentaries, the news. Otherwise, it had to have black people on it. It had to have people of color on it. This ain't a new position for me. But understand this level of commitment. Understand this level of personal sacrifice that not reciprocated. They won't even click a like. That's free. Maybe won't even subscribe. That's free. So the idea of us living together in a community, in a town, in a state, and I would have to trust you all with my life, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I'm just getting there with my family, my, my blood relatives. We're just getting there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you all want me to trust you with my livelihood and my tax money? And, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, well, my mother used to always say, "Don't give people bushes to beat you with." So, you know, right. I say I say what I want to say because I don't mind it being used against me. But I live by that a lot. Don't give people the bushes to beat you with. So, like you said, you can't trust it because they'll use it against you and throw it all in your face. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I didn't tell you that for that. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I've I'm Kim Gladden. Um, I, I, I don't know if I need to specifically. I, I feel like a great deal of what we talked about covers them. But we reference it now in terms of, you know, living together and, and sort of being, you know, forced to, to, to live under total black rule. Um, I think they would be in that. I don't, I don't even trust that movement, let alone them govern me and my life. Uh, we can't many people there with intention that are not going to grow like anything. Themselves. Now, we get reacted, maybe we can talk. And they're not very black. They're not very black friendly, in my opinion. Uh, no, no. Let me reword that. They're not very African friendly. They're not very 
indigenous friendly, in my opinion. Because if you really want to, if you want to identify as indigenous, then why not link up with the other oppressed indigenous people of this land? And I'm not seeing that happen. I can't hear anything at all. Well, we can certainly hear you. Um. Oh wow. Okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, some it gets wonky when we get close to talking about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trusted enough of any group, black or white, or Latino or Asian for that matter. You know, I trust our mm-hmm. life. We gave our blood for this country. And technically, this is our country. This is our place. This is our land. And so why can't we and the Moorish uh, uh, group that, that, that says, why can't we come together on this planet? Uh, along with the indigenous, along with the, uh, the uh, Hispanic community, from that perspective. Because if we want to start talking about land, I don't there. think... Um... People don't even understand Louisiana Purchase. If you think about that whole entire land mass that divided this country in half, all the way up to Canada, was owned by France, um, by Napoleon, and then the Haitian Revolution happened. And right before that, Napoleon just so happened to sell off that whole entire land mass. Come on. That means that everything that Haiti was owed would have divided this entire country. Does anybody pay attention to that little bit of history? I highly doubt that. You, you're opening a can of worms that I'm very familiar with. Uh, I, I got some people in my yeah, family. I, I, I've got it. some, some uh, <laughs> in, in my in my immediate circle. Are worked up right now about the Bush family. Worked up right now about Queen Elizabeth. Worked up right now about large parcels of land, Louisiana, in, in Mississippi, that, that once upon a time right. had your great-great-grandmama name on it, that once upon a time had your great-great-great-granddad name on it, and much of it was taken from us, was taken from us. When we start to look at some of the industries and, and, and wealthy families, um, they're connected to the disappearance of, of the legacy that we're referencing right now. So, so it's not I'm not open to sort of the Moorish platform or or the, uh, the indigenous platform. But as Mike Bocour said, who are trying to argue you're not even educated in. You have no law degrees. You have no no understanding um, that can actually be beneficial. To acquiring the results that we say that we want, and without doing that work, it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So a I'm, whole lot of really educated degree carrying people that don't even know basic U.S. history, let alone world history, to go along with three of theirs. But they everybody be Moorish. You couldn't tell me about the Filipinos that are. Moorish, mm-hmm. the Moorish 
You're breaking up. You don't even understand why the bombs are going up. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. No, I lost the whole thing. Okay. We're getting real close to the date. While celebrating Juneteenth, I'm in Jackson St. Milo. And these who were unified with the escaping Africans. <laughs> Not just unified, but the Belfast soldiers that were recruited to fight in their war turned and joined the Filipino side. How many black people know that? Not enough. Not enough. That's the answer. Not, not enough. enough. And, and certainly not outside of Louisiana. You won't find more people in Louisiana who know that story. But when you start going to Chicago, Jackson, they don't. Because if they did, we would be given a great area of respect. Wouldn't have a problem with support if you really understood the story. But, but they don't. And, and they're not aware. And it drives me somewhere in the mid-50s. You know, these younger platform and really think they got it together, bro. We really think they didn't did their work, they researched it, they didn't Google it, they didn't go see it, and they didn't copy and paste it, and, and they don't have the meat. <laughs> Uh, and they ain't even took a road trip outside of town, let alone they stick to see that uh, these landmarks still exist out here on the, on the countryside. You want a history lesson? You just you just get out of state for a second. Rabbit hole that you didn't even realize that was underneath your feet. Congo Square is called Congo for a good damn reason, right? But you don't understand that Henry Ford that conquered Congo. That that travel was a requirement in my house. Now there was a lot that wasn't right in my house growing up. But one of the things that was right was travel. We had to drop line, what no train, what no bus. We drove state to state, city to city, every summer. Every summer. We had to come to Mississippi every summer. We had to come to every summer. And my mom loved to you know, road and point out, you know, location and signs and landmarks and I grew up in a very unique environment of the, of the in Chocolate City, you all now DMV, um, and be exposed kind of knowledge, this kind of information. It has everything to do with who I am today. It has everything to do with how I operate today. But if I had to, if I had to depend on, yeah. on you folks from my livelihood, I wouldn't be here. I, I wouldn't be here. So until we can can address that, and that's that's my role in spiritual holistic my role in this soldier, everybody's not a general, you know, everybody's a medic. We but we all have a role to play in this. And so my role is to heal. 
just not going to change for. And once again, take from Boakaman. Look, Boakaman is being successful and and, and freeing up to some degree. But what does Haiti look like today? What does that culture look like? What does the island look like today? In comparison to the, the, the public side, in comparison right. to the so we get the scaffolding and we on top of that, we all have an opportunity to re- repeat mistakes, to not repeat things that do not work or not prove for us in the together, Detroit, Chicago, show, Osho, and, you know, we have an opportunity now to our people together for, for a unified cause, for, for a unified purpose. But without a plan of action for moving forward, my greatest fear is that the movement will be eventually taken out of our hands. Much like how we look at the Urban League today, or the NAACP today, you know, just mm-hmm. so that can we all get along for integration thing? Or snake yesterday? Yeah, that, that has not worked for us in, in the past. Mm-hmm. So we have to take this position. Right. For the lessons of Kwame and Kuma. See, people don't know who that is. So there was. <laughs> Anybody know who that is? James Bowen? You have listened to any of his speeches? That's right. That's right. Even in the course of, you know, a presidential election, um, the work still has to be done. Hands must be said. Hands must be made. And so I'm always honored and grateful for us to be able to come together in a shared space like this, a shared, created, self-created sacred space like this. And and beg of you to accept that if we can do that here for an hour, for two hours, we can indeed create this sacred space in real world time, out here on the ground, in a way that mirrors us, in a way that matches our I remind you to be clean, be safe, be practical, be aware of this season, the course of this web. Um, pray for the water. We can't handle water right now. Um, so, indeed, pray for and, and burn a candle for New Orleans. And I look forward to being with you and connecting with you again here in the sacred space tomorrow at high noon. U.S. Central Standard Time, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, I shall. A dash of cayenne to the root. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo, hot and steady, 
don't carry Freddy ready. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. Build a fire on the bayou. When a black cat scratched at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant the magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the rule Gonna put on my Greek grease suit 